I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. All right, good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday evening, September 1st, 2020. September, Dave Geller, how are you? September 1st, 2020. I'm my good. How, how are you? My God, this is Dan Rostel with Dave Geller, episode 37. What do we know? Podcast that began in 2019, survived the pandemic, and it's about to go back to school. Unbelievable. Some of us are going back to school. Some, yeah, that's a, we'll, we'll get to that, my friend. But se- September, can you believe it's September? Wow. It's, it's great to see the seasons turning. This is my favorite time of year when it gets cool out there, a little fall action. The no more hot, no more hot The summer. weather station said it was like 51 degrees on Monday morning. I'm like, this is it. I walked outside with a fleece jacket, with a BP fleece jacket, Dave, to represent your, your practice. Bedford Peds. Patagonia. On, got the fans on nice and chilly. And uh, and as you know, we've, we've already been apple picking because that's how we roll. So we have not in. been apple picking already. Dude, we went opening weekend when it was 90 because I'm like, we're going right now. And uh, we'll oh, be back soon, oh, I think, given the weather. What was the apple to pick? Was it like a crab apple? What was up we, there? <laughs> we were picking crab apples. Uh, we had some Zestar. We had some uh, Golden Delicious. We had some Sansa. What uh, kind of apples are these? These are made up. These are made up terms well I, well I mean Dave this is this is gonna prove that you're not super culturally knowledgeable but do you know what Sansa why prove that's that, people prove that in episode two <laughs> <laughs> all that followed so so the Sansa apple is probably not named after Sansa from Game of Thrones but it's a very nice apple um but the, at the farm we go to there's there's alpacas and donkeys and apples and peaches and socially distanced cider and donuts so let's do that. Let's do that again soon, shall we? Yes, we shall. Which which uh, which 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 apple picking farm did you go to? This would be Shelburne Farm, Shelburne without the O, uh, out in Stowmass. We've been going for 21 years now, I think, my wife and I, since before we were married. So it's all good. I thought you guys apple picked over at Whole Foods in the produce aisle. We do not apple pick Whole Foods, but that's a great, um, I guess, a secondary option for folks that can't get out to the far far reaches of Western Middlesex County. <laughs> wow. So Dave, been a long time. We we haven't talked in like oof, twelve days since we had Bornstein and uh and uh and his drink maker on with us a few weeks ago. How how you been, man? What's been going on with you? Well, we've talked just not on the pod, but that that pod, Dania almost killed me. <laughs> that was a good pod. I'm still get, get, getting over uh, his little one teaching us how to make gin in a bathtub. Uh, with with the dried orange leaves and the dried lavender, but everything sounds better with a British accent. So whenever we can bring on that kind of foreign influence, uh, I'm in. I'm into that kind of I'm into that kind of collusion. But I mean, a lot has happened since mid-August, Dave. Huh? What has What has happened? Is what re- hasn't happened? Oh, what's happened? Give me Give so, me. So I mean, I mean, I think you know, I would say things I'm paying attention to. A like today was primary day, so a lot of elections in Massachusetts, which are which are significant. Um, uh, last time we were on, it was it was the day of the Israel United Arab Emirates normalization announcement, and uh, two days ago, a flight left Tel Aviv and flew over Saudi Arabia and landed in Abu Dhabi, which I thought was really really cool, uh, and flew back today, and that's really just uh, awesome, and uh, I would say that's a good a good thing for the Middle East, perhaps uh, depending where you might sit on that. Um, 
you know, school is about to open, which we can talk about later. That's huge. Uh, the Celtics are doing great. The Bruins have lost. The Red Sox are, are half gone from the early part of the season. And that's just tip the iceberg, dude. We got a lot. There's a lot happening. Uh, it does a very good summary. Turns. Very good summary of the of yeah. the month. That's my it, summary. You. What do you pay? What are you paying attention to? I'm a pay, I'm paying attention to me watch, not watching any sports on television. Yeah. Um, I'm wa- finished the last dance, uh, Michael Jordan. That Great. was good. started watching Community. I'm in love. With that, because Jen Monroe, we know, loves that show. I was go. talking to Jen today about how great it was. Um, right. And, yeah, uh, school openings or or lack there. Or, yeah, school openings. That, that's <laughs> Opening and not. But before that, day, talk about the uh, the flu vaccine mandate. That's a big one, huh? What happened there? That's a huge. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a great. It's a, I think it's a great thing, you know, to get the flu vaccine. We always recommend that for all of our patients, uh, not when you and I were kids, that wasn't really a uh, mandatory or common thing, although I was getting a flu vaccine when I was a kid, probably before anybody else was, because my mom thought it was a good idea. And look at the foresight that she had. But Your, mom, now, your mom's a prophetess. There we my go. mom is a prophetess. And yeah, so now the state of Massachusetts is requiring it for uh, all. Excuse me, Commonwealth, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, please. Sorry, sorry. I, I, voted, I voted for that change today. And yeah, so it's required for um, all school school age kids, basically, whether you're in school or remote, uh, which is a big deal. And I think that or in childcare or any kind of childcare licensed by the state, absolutely yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's created a little controversy. Not that it's not that it's a bad idea, just that it's a big bomb to drop on people uh, during this year with so many other changes going on. And the, the hope is to decrease the uh, transmission of the flu and also decrease. Um, you know, sick visits due to uh, that virus in the context of a of a this expected uh, resurge of COVID nineteen, not to overwhelm the healthcare system anymore. So, so there's there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just go sequence by sequence. Number one, a few weeks ago, maybe it was a few months ago, I said, "Is there going to be enough vaccine?" And you said, "Well, probably." But now that everybody has to have it, or is the state is the Commonwealth just ordering more and getting more? How does that work? So that's a great question because a lot of offices like my own are still waiting for their major supplies and it's trickling in because they're kind of, the state is rationing the distribution of it right now, make sure that people are getting some. So we have a lot of vaccine on order and we're only getting a small percentage of that. Uh, Actually, some just came in today, uh, which is our second shipment. Uh, the The first shipment was small. This one was a little bit bigger, but we have not got all the vaccines, and yet we like to get kids started vaccinated now, uh, at least by late fall, if not uh, December. We have vaccinated in the past as early as mid-August, right. but you know, with, there's a lot of clamoring for the vaccine because of uh, the, the, these uh, requirements, but it's just not all out there yet. You can get some vaccines for different ages and different places, but, but the ones for the young kids is, is really not being distributed yet. Is it so mist or vaccine or both? We, uh, both. We actually got a large shipment of the mist in already. Uh, which we started giving out, but that's that's always limited supply as well. Uh, but the uh, the injectable ones, which majority of people want, is coming in slowly. Yeah, I, I prefer the injection than the mist. I don't want to like snort in a virus and deal with I actually, that. I actually like I actually like the mist. Um, Dave's a pro snorter. All right, I like the mist. And you know, when I first when it came out years ago, it was touted as good. Um, if not better in some ways than the injectable vaccine, but it's, you know, it was newer, it's a live virus, which, uh, 
know, it has its, has its um, downfall sometimes. But a few years ago, they pulled it off the market because it wasn't performing as well as had hoped. Although, honestly, back then, neither was the flu vaccine injectable at, at times. But they brought it back last year. And, um, yeah, we're giving it out. And I think it has its value, especially for kids who are really, really averse to getting that injection. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a great it's a great option. There are some reasons you can't get it due to, due to um, good health conditions because uh, it is a live vaccine. But but it, but it has its place. So I'm good. I remember, I think, in our second podcast, I asked you a question off the cuff. I'm like, what's your favorite virus-related movie? Who knew how that was to be so unfunny? Gosh, what was it? <laughs> a few months later. I'm like, oh, the Andromeda strain, 28 days later. You're like, oh, I hate that stuff. It's too, it's too, it's too plausible. And you know what, David? It's pretty plausible. When could that... Yeah, yeah, when could that question be funny, actually? What is your yeah, favorite? Well, not, not in 2020. How does that uh, sound? Yikes. Well, they're still making uh, zombie movies and horror movies. And speaking of movies, Dave, m- live action Mulan about to be released on Disney+. Plus. You're going to watch it for 30 bucks? What are you going to do? No, no. We actually yeah. would just watch... We just we just dabbled in Beauty and the Beast that was on. Um, please. Yeah, please is right. Although I, none that's of those. A, that's, do- a low, that's a low tier. That's a low tier Disney movie for me. Very I can't say low. any. I can't say any of those. Even like the the hairspray ones. You know the ones that were on live. Like I know not the Disney ones. I I don't find find well, them very there's good. There's live action musicals and there's live action adaptations of like Disney movies, which probably are a different beast. But I mean that's fair. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not, you know, I'm not paying for Mulan. And well, you pay for trolls too. That yes, I did. Oh, yes, so you're I drawing did. the line from you. So if, if, if it's animated, you're gonna drop the coin, but if it's a live, no, but trolls, that's trolls, not, that's not trolls, trolls, I'm just gonna saying trolls over and over again. Trolls too wasn't was Disney Plus out at that point? I don't think it was, or was no, it? It was certainly out by then. Yeah, it was certainly I was, out I was nice try, buddy. Good save. But, I, <laughs> but would I, if I had, if I had had Disney Plus, would I have had to pay for trolls back then? I don't think so. Absolutely. I mean, this, this is this is the 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 algorithm all the movies are running. Should we release and just make thirty bucks per family, or should we hold out, you know, for six months and try Top Gun then and try to make more money? And it's a terrible spot for them to be in, right? Because, I mean, I'm not going to a movie theater. Uh, I would suggest to you anytime soon. So yeah, you definitely are, you are you definitely aren't going to a movie theater anytime soon. Uh, thanks for that judgment. But again, I mean, yeah, if you can take seven people to the movies. You know, there we go. It's seventy-five bucks. I mean, it's probably cheaper to spend thirty on Mulan. It just feels weird to be paying for it on your box as opposed to going out. But that's fine. Let's do it. And when you go to the movie theater, you have to like 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 dip into your to your retirement I get the whole funds. I get the whole theater. I get the luxury box, you know, with with the food and drink also, you know, because there's so many of yeah. us. It's ridiculous. So yeah, so if you were going full price at the movie theater with your family of oh, forget um, about it seven, right? You're talking. Do the math, dude. Do the math. Plus 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 buying your goobers and raisinets in a big gulp. I mean, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. Dude, that's what was the first movie that you remember seeing in the movie theater, Dave, or that you had a memory attached to? You know, that's. I think I think um, oof. yeah, memory attached to or first that I saw. Uh, I mean, the first one you saw, like, what do you like? What's a vivid like? I was a kid going to the movies, and it was important to me experience. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, I remember seeing um, you know certain movies like uh, Blazing Saddles uh, with, <laughs> with my father. How and, old were you, dude? Are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah, that was in the movie theater. That was great. I remember my dad saying that he 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 um he was probably the only one in the movie theater that understood that Mel Brooks was was speaking Yiddish. In, yeah, um, nobody else knew in Auburn. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, in Auburn, Maine. I mean, the movies that I remember seeing with my dad or going to movies like with my dad actually, like Blazing Saddles, um, 
Indiana Jones, uh, Life of Brian. That was a good one. Oh, there we go. Sure. Crossing, sure. crossing the picket line to go see Life of Brian up in Maine. Because people what were, mean crossing the picket line because they were protesting the anti-church stuff about it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's for real, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. There's the rabbi crossing the picket line with his. We walked, we walked in under under his prayer shawl. We all hid under oh, that. We wow, in. what an image, huh? You weren't yeah. kidding. And then I remember um, walking out of uh, seeing sight. I don't know if I mentioned this before on a pod. Walking out of seeing Saturday Night Fever at the Empire Theater in Louis the Maine as a yeah. sixth grade, you know, and seeing my my sixth grade teacher who looked at me cross eyed like, "What are you doing here? All right, well, I mean, you doing? What are you doing, are you doing here?" Okay, being eleven and seeing movies not the same as like being six and being like, "Oh." So I was telling the story I think yesterday about my eighth grade birthday party, our eighth grade eight year old birthday party when we were actually we were going to Assembly Square in Somerville. We were supposed to see Iron Eagle, but for Ooh. some reason we couldn't. So we saw Rocky Four, and I remember like all of us just dancing around, chanting Rocky, Rocky, because we were so excited to see Rocky Four. But I remember seeing Return of the Jedi at the old Fresh Palm movie theater when I was very small. I think I've been told the first movie I saw in the theaters was Dumbo. That could be legend. I don't remember it. But again, like I won't be back there uh, at AMC or Showcase anytime soon. I'm trying to remember the last movie I saw in the theater, and I'm struggling because it just doesn't happen that often, you know? Yeah, I um, I'm having, I'm having images of Fiddler on the Roof at the drive-in movie theater in Lewiston too. I don't, they I don't showed know. that at the drive-in movie theater. Who I, showed I, that? I one? think I saw. I oh had this God. this image of of like you know of that that that, that yeah. I I think I saw that there. Just some wow movies. Dude, and, were, you, uh, were you were you, uh, were you outside this evening? Were you outside this evening? I was not outside this evening. Why did you see me outside? Seen a gigantic, almost full moon in the sky. You know what that means. Uh, um, Rosh Hashanah is coming. Two week, two weeks plus till the till the turn of the year. Are you excited about fifty eight eighty one on the Jewish calendar, David? No, you're really enmeshed in discussions about that festival happening pretty soon. It's an interesting time. Weird. It's an interesting time um, for the religious organizations in terms of how you're handling um, services on a daily basis. You know, uh, or these big these big holy days coming up. Uh, I'm actually I'm. I'm not sure. I I'm I'm I have mixed feelings right now. It's uh, yeah. you know, so I don't know if I could dive into that too much. But yeah, it's an interesting time. You know, it's like it's okay. gonna be here before we know it. And yeah, I don't know. Well, the dry run was Passover, which is such a holiday about being together, and and people just weren't. And now it's that times you know a hundred. You know, you're just talking about a thousand people that are usually together, and now they're not going to be. And how do you replicate that kind of communal awe? and confession and process and try to replicate that and it's just going to be different right and much and, like every much like everything is going to be different right and that goes from the rules about high school soccer which you could talk about to reopening of school and what people are trying to do and a good reminder that nothing about what we're doing right now is normal still what's uh, going on with, from your insight what's going on with uh high school sports right now Woo. well no rap i mean they're, they're, again the rumor mill throughout summer was, oh, don't worry, there won't be sports, right? Uh, in New Hampshire, they're doing everything. In Maine, they're doing a couple adaptations, right, and saying football's going to wait in a mass. You know, there's now four sports seasons with football and cheer being pushed to a new season in between the end of February and spring sports in April. And fall, we're going to have soccer and soccer and cross country and a few others and probably golf and soccer uh, without throw-ins, without corner kicks, where you're going to get indirect free kicks if you if you have intentional contact with people, you can't head the ball. And on one hand, people are like, thank goodness you're playing soccer. 
and on the other hand, people are saying, it's really not soccer. What are we doing? And <laughs> it's just, uh, I reserve judgment. I'm just reporting like, this is what's happening. Uh, my kids are not playing soccer. There's no youth soccer being played travel by days this year, I think, predominantly. So um, it's just bananas, man. I can't imagine playing soccer all your life and then being told you can't do those things. And then we talked about it on the pod before pandemic about some things they're trying in the Netherlands about, uh, you know, about real time and, and some other adaptations that they're figuring out. And this is just that times 50. Um, so good luck to our soccer players uh, on the 18th September when they can get back on the field because uh, and, and two games a week, Wednesday and Saturday, and, and parents can drive their own kids and I mean, you name it. It's just it's it's weird. Um, wrapped up in the other weird things about school, just athletics in general is going to be uh, very, very different. So I, I have are, empathy for folks, you know. Can you imagine a soccer game without a throw in? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, in, in indoor, I don't even, I don't even really <laughs> no throw ins. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you when you play indoor and pick up, like that's pretty common. But again, like in, in like the rules of the game, like throwing and, and headers kind of feel important. Like jostling someone feels important, and now uh, can't do it. You know, yellow card or, or penalty. I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah, but how, when we when we when we played soccer, the the ball never went out, so we never had throwings. We always we always kept control. Yeah. You, of it. you were you were that talented up there in Auburn, right? That's why I wish we were having I did. DB, the other DB on tonight, Dana Bureau, because we could have some good, right, some me, good soccer stories. He's on but soon. He's on soon. I know. Soon. I texted. We te- I, we texted him a little late. I texted him a little late, you know. And um, you, we, we, you, me, and him, we've been texting off and on, and he's always ready to go, and I'm not, right? Because I'm. Well, the, the big news, Dave, on that front is that Dana Bureau and I are now Facebook friends. So this is this is about to take the next the next leap, right, into like Bornstein level, when I'm actually going to be better friends with Dana than you are. So that's my prediction. Probably not true. <laughs> no, that that would not be true. And, <laughs> not be and, true. and I'm not. I'm. I don't feel threatened by that. Trust me. <laughs> but that ain't ain't gonna happen. All right, that's fair. Happen. You guys have a lot of history. Um, <laughs> Dave, uh, I want. I want to. I want to pat myself on the back. Will you allow that? Uh, are we going? Are we going down the school committee route? Well, we'll, we'll talk about school. You want to. You want to wait. You want to go there right now. Let's go right now. Everybody's so, waiting. Let's uh, go the last time that the Denver School Committee met on August 5th, you know, we approved hybrid, and um, it, it was famously a, a meeting that began uh, on one day and ended on the other, with the meeting that ended at about 12.20 a.m. Uh, we we topped that last night, Dave, with a two-month school committee meeting, a meeting that began in August and ended in September, five hours and 44 minutes start to finish. Uh, I was so Zoom hungover today that it hurt. And didn't want to look at the screen all day. And of course, I proceeded to look at the screen all day because it was crazy. Um, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, schools are opening in two weeks across the Commonwealth. And everyone's just still doing whatever they want and having last minute changes and, and navigating some of those really tricky waters. And um, I'm just thankful that we're able to you know, be consistent here in uh, Exit 31B with what our plans are. So God bless. You know, our teachers went back to school yesterday. And um we're still planning for a remote start on uh, two weeks from tomorrow and then half the kids in on the 16th, half the kids in on the 17th, and then our two-day in, three-day out model continuing the following week. And I told everyone, not a perfect solution. If it's a bad idea, we're going to know right away, either from a health perspective or from an educational perspective. Um, but I'm pleased that we've been able to take our time and, uh, and have one message from us and from the union, from leadership, um, and to proceed with our planning. So 
uh, what, what a meeting, though, dude. I know that you were on watching some of it. So I was watching that. I had right? you on my TV, and Madison was saying, what's Dan doing there? And I <laughs> What am I doing? Is really and, I was, <laughs> and I was texting you like a crazy man, and you were keeping a straight face, biting your lip to not, <laughs> not to show any show any response. I have to, I, so I have a question for you. What's your feeling on the on the uh, background? People who do Zoom with the background oh, behind them. Really I, I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I hate do, I don't, it. Yeah, I don't do it in meetings, but some folks have, as you know, have like the Bedford School like logo in the back on a blue surface. I had this like my wall. There's something to be said for like you know a marina, you know, or a mountain. And when I'm like meeting with kids and I'm tutoring, I might throw it on there. But in general, I'm pretty much like it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to show you what I got. Plus, like the background distorts your face sometimes. So, oh, hundred percent. You guy. disappear. You, you're chopped out. I just find it so distracting, and I find it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think you should walk around with a poster behind you, a poster board behind you, versus a, a virtual screen. I think it's uh, doesn't work real well. Um, maybe that's a, maybe that's a business opportunity for you, right? <laughs> yeah, there are much, <laughs> much other, things that. That, other things that I'm working on. <laughs> exactly right. Like buying a horse farm. Uh, for example, right, just buy a vineyard. Yeah. Why don't you start a restaurant? Everyone's going out. Everyone's going out to dinner. <laughs> this is a great time. This is a great, a great time, time to open up. Great time to open a business, especially a small business, right? Um, I will say, yeah, I mean, like, as, as you know, Dave, the, the stuff in Lexington, the stuff in the surrounding towns, everyone is is challenged, right? Every town is different. It's hard to compare Bedford to Lexington, or Bedford to Billbricka, or Lexington to AB or Groton. But now I'm in touch with many other school committees and members, and spoke to folks in your town just about, you know. Uh, every every town is different. Every every building is different. Everyone has different challenges, and um, still just really happy to be living, you know, in Bedford, where everyone seems to be on the same page. And um, again, of the thousand conversations I've had, ninety nine percent have been really really positive and affirming and appreciative of the challenge and um, realizing that you know any solution short of returning to school is going to present lots of challenges for people, uh, including full remote, including hybrid. Um, for folks that are working and have kids at home, it's really hard, and that will be the case until at some point we get some direction from the state about if data continues to be good, what can we do? And this is everyone's question now. Everyone knows, like, if towns go red, kids go home, um, but what happens if it's six weeks of sustained good data? Like, what, what happens then? People think that might not be happening. I think we should plan for both good things and bad things, and I'm trying to be optimistic in the face of a really terrible year, so... Maybe that's my my closing statement for that for this piece of the pod. But uh, a lot going on in the school front, of course, and um, I think it's it's I think it's okay. I think we're doing okay right now for for two weeks out. I just hope they can bring bring back the throw-ins for soccer. You were, <laughs> that, that should be our number one priority, right? <laughs> Dude, not, I, not five-year-olds learning to read, but like get those. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my uh, my 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 soapbox for two twenty one. Bring back the throw-ins. Bring back the throw-ins. You can campaign on that probably and get That's, some votes. You can use it as a like a, a like a um, analogy for the for something. Well, oh. I, I will say, I mean, you know, we we've joked about you know the petitions that are circulating, um, and I mean, you and I both love social media, Dave. But I gotta tell you, I mean, it's it's mm. really it's really unrewarding right now, mm. and there's a lot not to like. So I, I could sit there and, and scroll and concern myself with what everyone is saying. Um, better not to. I've actually started reading a little bit more, Dave, which I said I told you I would do in March. But um, I just pounded out a really good book when I was up in New Hampshire. I read a book about Theranos, the blood testing company that that frauded investors and never did anything. And now I'm finally reading the book about the Mexican runners and sandals at altitude about how great they are. So 
Huh. It's even better than watching shows because I'm actually like trying hmm. to find some calm and positivity and ignore some of the noise. So that's, my, that. that's, my, that's my self-imposed mandate for the next few weeks, you know? I would try. I would try reading. That's you a good should one. try reading. Yeah. Okay. Try reading again. Not about COVID. Not about COVID. Not about staying at my screen reading my political fee- feeds. Um, interesting. Yeah, a lot, a lot of bad, a lot of bad out there, especially on the on the uh, on those who who may engage in Facebook more than others. Uh, it is swamp. I'm just getting sucked. I'm just getting sucked. I don't want to, we don't have to go on this path. I'm just getting sucked into watching more and more stuff on Netflix. I just, uh, I just, I find this mindless, this mindless, I just need like my brain just to, to rest. I'm watching, uh, I started watching well, this. Besides, besides community, what do you want right now? What'd you find? I just started watching this series on Netflix called Losers. Have you, have you seen this? <laughs> Am I in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a small L on your forehead. That's how bad you are. Um, a small one. The yeah, it's about it's about people who don't succeed maybe as you expected. But I, I, two ones I watched were about this guy they called Black Jack Ryan, who was a, a really good streetball player and almost had a chance to play professional basketball, but he due to different uh, character flaws, he didn't make it. But then he made it more as a, um, a Harlem Wizard, which is like the Harlem Globetrotter uh, yep. thing. And then also about uh, Vanderveld, the um, the infamous. The U.S. Open. I forget how many strokes he gave up in the last hole. Where he, uh, you know, but just, it's, but just watching this because it's just like mindless. It's interesting, but mindless. Imagine being featured in a Netflix show called Losers. That'd be pretty emasculating, I think. Wow. I just <laughs> discovered a show called Occupied. Um, I think I told you, I'm, I'm trolling through these like foreign language shows on Netflix. So I watched The Woods. Which was unbelievable, Dave, which you should watch. It's a Harlan Coben novel, um, like mystery, but it was made in Poland. Yep. And it's six episodes. It's amazing. And I recommend it to you. So I watched that. I just started watching it. I just started watching it now. Keep going. Great. You'll enjoy it. Um, there's some good anti-Semitism in there. You'll like it, right? Uh, I'm watching the show right now, <laughs> slowly called Occupied, which is Norwegian about russia occupying norway and like it's just really interesting and different and good so like i'm, I'm into the subtitles and let's do it so i i'm i'm, I'm slowing down in some of the watching but i'm finding things which are probably the last side you just shoulder. you're getting more cultured and i'm getting dumber at every as so the days I'm go getting, on like, I'm, I'm becoming like international man of mystery and you're like i'm looking at losers <laughs> 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 there we go it explains the whole thing man trying to run fast like tom cruise and you're uh, oh, I don't know what i'm doing i'm running so slowly man i'm running so slow i can't tell if it's because i'm just like tired or i'm just like overwhelmed by the weight of the moment but I, i'm running just I'm barely surviving it's pretty bad are you running you're running up on the driveway you're running in the woods what are you doing i'm i'm, I'm mixing it up I'm, i i i have uh i have my my workout routine down pat sometimes i i said i'll go for a run you know actually get out get out of my off my streets sometimes i'll just be doing a little again activity up and down you know up in my driveway watching watching a um, Netflix video on, on the back of my uh, car with my phone propped up on the rear on the rear um, windshield wiper <laughs> I'm just uh, you know, I don't know just just what just that? <laughs> burning calories you know just ah, get it done get it done what is that what is that uh, and you have a, and you have a daughter back in college how's that going how's the how's the move back to in uh, to campus 
Asuna's kicking butt. She's living in an amazing house off campus, right downtown Saratoga Springs. Um, she's had a couple of COVID tests, which have been negative. One was inconclusive or indeterminate, which was lovely. Um, she had one before Did she get left. Far enough up, 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 the, up towards the brain there in the nose to get the good swab. You don't, uh, you don't have to. You can get adequate swabs now without going to the brain, as I say. Uh, tell that to tell that to Bedford Pediatrics. <laughs> uh, our swabs are good now. We get only anterior nasal ones. All right. There we go. Nasal we go. Ones. Whatever that means. Yeah. So that uh, that's just the, the up a uh, inch up to your nose, half inch up your nose versus all the way to your um, forehead. It's much better swab and as accurate. And so she's doing well. She did a, she did a attend a peaceful protest uh, a couple nights ago in honor of a of a young man who met a um untoward fate um possibly at the hands of the Saratoga Whisperings um law enforcement uh and oh. yeah oh um, wrong about it man, right Jeez. yeah nothing you know just thinking there's nothing um it was very active uh, socially down there, and it was just a social action. But really minding the, the hopefully uh, her friends um, and her friends and uh, you know, other other college students are really, I think, respecting this pandemic and trying to do their best to uh, keep everybody healthy because they 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 know that if if the numbers bump up there, they're going to be closed down. Um, as law schools are, are following these these guidelines, and if, if they if they if they violate their um, their pack basically that they've signed, they could be you know uh, encouraged to go remote from classes when they don't need to, and also maybe even asked to leave school. So she's doing Man, well. <laughs> I know kids who are also just go, I know kids who are who are freshmen who are going to school, and they're like, actually, you know what? Uh, this is not going to happen and coming home. And I mean, a lot of empathy for kids who are like going to school and just alone. Um, and that's no way to start college. So that's, um, I mean, it's really unfortunate for them. You know, good friends who, who, who are just moved back from Hofstra today because she's like, this is not, this isn't worth it for me. And, and I get it. Yeah, it's rough. Mm. And so your son, so your son is a senior this year, right? James, big James, big so baby. This is about to be 12th grade. And, and like, who knows what the world's even going to look like for him and for school and for the year and for thinking about what's happening next. Um, I would say all options are on the table, right? Who knows who, who, who can make plans for anything right now is a really great question. So I'm making plans for the ski season. I'm hoping it's going to be a good winter and I want to go skiing. Well, apparently it's going to be snowy. So head to the mountains. Is it really? Is that what you heard? Well, that's what the very scientific old farmer's almanac said, I think, and they're never wrong. So there we go. Unbelievable. They are never wrong. Yeah, but no, the, the mountains beckoned the Brussels last weekend. They had a great time up in New Hampshire, did some hiking, and uh, saw some of the great sites up in the greater Conway area. Had a wonderful little little vacation, and um, you know, good to recharge the batteries and come back, getting ready for this massive September that we're going to be having. Um, but it makes you appreciate, again, that New England is a great place to live, and... Um, Great places within driving distance, and uh, just really enjoyed that downtime. So that's good, dude. It's all good. And Labor Day weekend coming up, long weekends. So we got another little break, which is nice. What are you guys doing? I mean, that's really far away from now. I think it's only Tuesday. So I haven't even. <laughs> Let's get through uh, the end of this week and then figure out what's going on. But no, we had a, we had a birthday in our family. We had our daughter turning eight. Had a wonderful parade for her. Um, as you know, this is my daughter who loves sharks. So there were many, many shark-inspired presents thrown her way, including. Stuffed sharks, including shark earrings, including a shark necklace, including a shark puzzle, 
including a handmade little shark that was hand stuffed by her friend. So it is Shark Week uh, here in our house, which is really nice. And I heard that there was a, a surprise appearance by the unicorn. Uh, the for unicorn did stop by hashtag unicorn and uh, thank you Daisy. It was the third time she's come to our house since pandemic for for birthday parades. So that was a very nice gesture uh, by our good friend Daisy G. Uh, who's you also, also had you also had you also had a little tree work down in the backyard, didn't you? you took a little oh tree. That also happened. Yeah, we had, we had a couple trees taken down in the yard. Four trees by our good friend Rich Fidelli. Uh, and just a lot more sun out there. We've had multiple fire pits, including tonight as a prize. Came home from work and there was dinner outside on the deck and a fire pit. And that's always what I'm into. And it's a nice cold night. So, I mean, fall, fall is it, dude. I just love being out and, and having cooler weather to run in and, uh, and, and be outside and smell the smells and taste the taste and wear fleece. And I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> smell those smells. Taste those tastes. Wear the fleece. <laughs> wear the fleece. Got to rock the fleece. Very... Fair that, I mean, my perfect outfit is like I'm wearing shorts and I got a sweatshirt over the over the and I'm just like warm and cool and casual and I, I can wear that outfit all day and be happy. And I clip my like, walkie-talkie what... work to my to like the to the hood and I start talking to people. And I'm feeling like I'm in command. It's great. You just you're just like a you, you got the you get you get those baggy pants, those baggy shorts going on down to down to your. Below your knee. Not doing that, dude. Not doing that. The swag. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm feeling. I'm feeling the the, the hoodie. Happiness of loose fitting clothing and hooded sweatshirts. There we go. That's it. The question is, when are we getting back into the studio and Lex Media? Oh, Julian, this is not going to happen soon, man. I know you want to, but this is a. Uh, I don't know. Wow. I had a question. So I mean, so this is a tangent, right? So I please. I just took, I just took pride. Need in a tangent. Life in my two month school committee meeting. Yay. Um, there are all these urban legends about like triplets that are born and like one of them is born at 11.59 PM. And then one of them is born after midnight and the third one's born like the next day. So there's triplets born on three different days. Do you have like crazy sibling stories or multiple birth stories like that that you know from like your, your work as a pediatrician? I definitely have had kids um, born like that. Like a twin, you know, actually one of my good friends with their tw- twins were born um you know before and after midnight which is pretty cool um yeah what's the longest lag between like between births for multiples is there like can it be like six hours or is it Uh, boom boom you know what's like i mean what what has happened and like what's the norm because i don't know i'd have to i'd have to google the longest i mean definitely oh come on uh, dr geller All he has that jumps into my mind is like is the fifteen pound baby that was born at mass general hospital when i was a resident shut up fifteen pounds I think I, I may be exaggerating. There was a big, <laughs> big baby. It was, ba- it, was, it was a baby that was born. It was like a toddler. That's like a baby aardvark. Jeez, come on. <laughs> baby shark. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I, yeah, I mean, I, the one, only, I, yeah, I can't remember. You know, my, I, my own personal experiences with the kids born so far apart. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's some, some interesting stories like that. So, so I yeah, mean, does not have a great story about twins, other than my good friend who had twins on two different days. All right, that's fine. I was I was fishing there. I was fishing very good. It's all right. No, I mean I can't I can't I can't divulge all these trade secrets. You know, on, on, you're, you're, sa- you're saving your uh, uh, your good birth stories for the other for your other. Uh, uh, it's other Nate, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. All right, there we go. Yeah, I'm doing that now. What's that's your best fun. content for this podcast. Oh man, What's that? I want the, your best uh, content for this pod. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm just having like images of all these like when you talk about deliveries, you have all these memories of attending deliveries, you know, at the hospital. Uh, you know, some very smooth and some not, and just the just the amazing experiences of being in the room for some of these, you know, these these uh these births and um the excitement and the, and the trepidation at times. Uh, a lot of stuff that happens. It's a, an amazing process, and it's wonderful when things go smoothly for us. And it's a lot of um, just a walk when I was a yeah, just just a, uh, when I, when I was a, when I was a um, second year resident at Mass General, we would spend month at the Brigham Women's Hospital where we would all learn how to attend deliveries, take care of newborns uh, more urgently in the ICU, and it was basically trial by fire, and you would. You would. I remember my first day there. I was on call. It was the first time I had to learn, you know, how to resuscitate a baby if needed. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and and you went to your first delivery. You basically, we all. I mean, we, you can talk to Dave Landis and, and Becky Landis and all these people that you know, who are pediatricians and who trained at Mass General, for example. And we go to the Brigham, and that that place was, you know, babies were being born. This is before Mass General would, would, would you know, be delivering babies. And, I mean, there were babies, so many babies born there, you know, every day. And you, you, you walked around with this tackle box, an orange tackle box that you would be, that you your people would go off and you would run to one of the floors um, with this box and all your equipment in it if you needed to uh, take care of the baby urgently. It just was a crazy experience, you know. And, uh yeah, I, mean, I, I can't relate to that. I mean, we had, yeah. we had two babies born in Mount Auburn, which was, you know, Ca you know, Cambridge Hospital, and that went smooth. We had three babies born in Emerson, which is a very quiet, you know, birthing place. And well, but I mean, I mean, so have, have you ever act? I mean, have you delivered a baby, or have you just been around when it's been delivered? You know, I, I, I know I've been both. I mean, when you're when you deliver when you were doing OB when you're doing your OBGYN rotation, yeah, you deliver babies. Something that um, crazy. That's amazing. That's really yeah. Strange. That was amazing. You know that I am in that's that's an amazing experience. Uh, I mean, a lot of times it just kind of happens and you're there. Uh, baby sure. might to kind of deliver itself, you know. But to, to most of my experiences were taking care of the baby after the baby came out, you know, and 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 yep. sure yep. it was healthy and do other things if need be. Just very intense experiences, and and you always. Like, I'm not one like when I when I used to work in the when I was a resident working in the emergency room. I never minded having nothing exciting happen all day and night long. I, I, I didn't need that. You know, I just like yeah. taking care of kids, you know, and, and when you go to deliveries, you, you I always want everything to go smoothly. And I'd rather just show up, you know, and say hi and leave if need be, you know, and uh, but yeah, there's some crazy experiences. Well, yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite stories was uh, as at the Brigham one time and it was called for delivery and then probably a little bit early, there was, there was for the baby coming out, you know, it might be an issue. And I got, I got there with my tackle box and my scrubs and introduced myself and was waiting in the corner and, you know, things kind of quieted down for a while. And I realized that um, mother was just laying there, you know, kind of going through a labor process as myself, the, the, uh, the OBGYN and the father all standing at the screen watching a football game, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but uh, the Patriots just scored. Um, the baby came out okay, and uh, it was all it's all good. I'm all good. I'm I'm reminded sometimes of how uh, I was not the best uh, companion during the birth and helpful because I was you know, maybe falling asleep when things were going on or 
kind of getting distracted. And, you know, for a husband, it's really hard work, right? We're doing all the hard work when the, yeah, the wife is giving birth. So they focused. Yeah, I'm but, trying, trying to really focus on the important things, right? Especially when it's like three in the morning and the baby's coming at five. So unbelievable. What time were your, what time were your girls born? Were they all nighters or was it easy? They both were late afternoon, late evening. Hannah was around five. Uh, nice. both, yeah, both. Justin might have been a little earlier. Um, yeah. but Hannah was around five o'clock. Justin, I remember vividly. And um, actually, Hannah was born Erev Rosh Hashanah. Um, God bless. New Year, baby. Nice. Yeah. I remember she was born at Newton Wellesley um, around five o'clock. Uh, I think it was a Wednesday. I'm going to guess. I forget exactly. Sure, sure. And that next morning, I walked over to Temple Rayum. Rayum, yeah. Newton Wellesley for... Uh, for services, and I remember wow. uh, Mark Zisman. You might, you know Mark Zisman, right? You know Mark Zantori Zisman, of course. Yeah. I saw me there, and he gave me. They gave me. They gave me an honor that morning, just walking into Shut services. Up. Yeah. Next no thing I know, way. carrying around the Torah scroll, right? Wow. The crazy. new father. Half, half crazy. It was really, really quite, quite. That was a crazy morning. Then walking story. back. Yeah, that was yeah, amazing. I bet, I bet our good friend Bob Soloway was there also. Rob Soloway. Probably there, but you didn't know him back then, huh? That's amazing. Uh, wow. Was Rob Soloway. Uh, Bob's okay. Bob's doing okay. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, I, we had we had four morning births and one overnight sort of family morning special. But now the orange story, as you know, is we were living in Arlington, and um, my wife's water broke at, like, breakfast. And we went there for the morning, and they sent her home. And then, like, 5 o'clock, you know, she started having crazy contractions. And they're, like, come in now. And getting from Arlington to Mount Auburn through Alewife at rush hour is not a good idea. So If you like, know me back five, then, if you know me back then, you could have stopped at my house, quit taking care of I could have driven to Lexington instead. Um, Elizabeth, so, you know, I was, Elizabeth Booth would have been like, don't touch me. Don't you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got to Mount Auburn. And like she's screaming, and I, I like I slam the car in the park in front of the emergency door, run her upstairs <laughs> in, the, in a in a wheelchair, park the car, come back up, and, and Orange born. I mean, literally ninety seconds later, I'm like that was awesome. So uh, no, don't don't leave the urban hospital and go home and try to come back. And that's why I went to Emerson for the last bunch. But not birth stories, dude. We're old men now, not babies. I know what's this birth story stuff. Oh, I feel well, young. I'm trying to get you tell me good uh, multiple birth story. You didn't have it. I have. I'll work on that one. I'll right. dive in. I want a good like triplet story when uh, when I come back to you next time. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Dave, election day, primary day today. You did you not you did not vote in Lexington. I I think I heard that, but I voted in. So Denver, embarrassed. About. I love the in person voting experience. So I walked in, talked to some of the folks holding signs, cast my ballot, came back, and um, felt really good about that. Obviously, and I'll be back in a couple months for for the big one. So good Brian. Is Brian Cutler at your voting station? Well, uh, he doesn't live in Medford anymore, so no. He goes everywhere. My, He's my everywhere. good friend uh, Helen Polizzi was holding a sign, and then she said she was doing a shift actually in the election um, uh, as an election worker. And I said, you're going to – because she's, I think, uh, like 21. Like, she'll bring the average age down in that volunteer uh, <laughs> you know, by probably a couple of decades. So thank you, young activists, for stepping up and helping run the election. And, that's uh, a great That's a great job, those, those, those lovely – Totally. Um, well, anybody can, anybody can do it, right? And, oh my God, uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> listen, we and we're very lucky to live in places where we can just go and vote and not worry about waiting. So, um, uh, interesting to see what's been happening with some of the professional sports and, and opening up stadiums for voting in urban areas. The NBA is talking about that. So, obviously, I'm a big fan of that happening, and um, you know trying to put a, a good spin on some of the awful things that have been happening. I'm, sorry, I'm just, I'm just, every time I go to the polls, it's like, um, street name, Tid, 
Todd Tid. Todd <laughs> Tid. It's, okay, number nine. Nine Tid. Your name? Geller. 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 Wait, I, no, no, no. I, no, you wrong. No, it's right there. I see it. It's right there. That's my name. <laughs> so I, I, I got a compliment this morning, right? Now, Dave, I've been known to both talk fast and not enunciate and occasionally mumble. You? Like I, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, me? Who are you talking about? So I walked in and I went to my precinct and I was like, Loomis Street. <laughs> and, I said, and the guy was like, everyone should announce their street like that guy. I'm like, thank you so much. I said really <laughs> clearly, really slowly, got my ballot, put it in the machine, walked away. And then that guy asked you for a cigarette. And then uh, I think I will say that <laughs> some of the folks I voted for did not win their primaries, and that's fine with me. Uh, so it's all good. It's all good. But I, I love democracy in action, and I'll always go and vote. That was really special. So booyah. Did Elizabeth vote? Uh, yes, yeah, she voted uh, a little before I did. She had to be on a – she had to be at work on Zoom at 8, and I went to work. You guys, you guys discuss politics. Do you guys say, who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? No, oh, we, we 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 talk about it, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I told you. I've, I've uh, a, a, I would say a friend of mine who was running in the Mass uh, Fourth District in a very crowded field, which got a lot of attention, and he was polling one percent, two percent, and and did not drop out um, and stayed in the race. And I think he pulled probably about that this evening and did not win. But um, you know, I want to give him credit for running a really respectful campaign. Who's that? Who's this uh, friend? Uh, his name is Ben Siegel. And, ben um, Siegel. Good dude, but uh, you know, I think it's still neck and neck between Jesse Mermel and, and Jake Auchincloss, and uh, I'm hoping that Jesse pulls it out. Uh, certainly, share her values and Mass 04. And if she wins a primary, she will almost certainly win the election in that district. So, political times. You know, Dave, I was a politics major, and this interests me very much. Uh, but this is not a political podcast. And uh, thank you to anybody who's putting their putting their name out there to run for public office. It's pretty exciting. So, yay! I think you should run for office. Uh, I, 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 as you, I have right elections, Dave. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine right where I am. But thank you. If if they allowed all your kids to vote, you pull at least one percent. Well, on the on the other side, if, if all of our kids got COVID, then we'd be red because there's so many bras. <laughs> which, which is the other thing about like, let's all. Uh, if, you, let's if 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 your if your kids got COVID, you you, you probably make Governor Baker's press conference. There was there was an outbreak on Loomis Street. It'd be a super Loomis. spreader a super spreader event. Oh my God! Break, breakfast for the Broskels. It's <laughs> um, absurd. Man. Man. It's absurd. Contact, contact tracing. Living the dream. Living the Shut dream. down all of Loomis Street, which would be interesting. Uh, uh, sure, whatever, whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. Um, what else? I saw some deer today. I saw some deer when I was running. That was very exciting at night. I looked at the uh, end of D'Angelo Drive and so ran to three deer just moseying around. That was nice. Saw you, a skunk running right across the street in front of me. Are you finding more deer, do you think, in this? Uh, nope. Uh, nope. Uh, more skunk? Definitely more skunks. Do you think bats are cute? Absolutely. Yeah, bats. I was listening to this thing on um on the NPR. We have bats. You know how when you talk to like a baby, like you talk in a high voice sometimes that yep. that they did research that bats moms do the same thing. They squeak at a higher, where they squeak with the little bat babies and a little higher bat voice. I mean, not for nothing, Dave. I was listening to a podcast today from from the Wall Street Journal called The Future of Everything about how you can talk to animals and how dolphins like mimic sounds. They want to communicate with you. So this is right up my alley. I was listening to the Animals Talking to Humans podcast when I was running this morning around the old reservoir in Bedford. So way to go. So you you have a dog now. Do you think that dogs 
lick you. Do you think that dogs lick you to lick you or to kiss you? And you should ask I, your veterinarian. I would defer to you on this answer, Dave. I would just say that our dog is always very happy to see any member of our family and feels like she's missing out if someone's in the other room and really wants to go visit them and wag her tail and kiss and lick. So I think it's affectionate. I think that the dog is showing affection, Dave. I do. I feel I, the I, I believe that my dogs lick me in lieu of kissing me. So that's just, that's my, I think. And I've shown them love and they give it back to me. <laughs> I've seen you give love back to Chuzzy and Giselle Dave. I, I, I had this theory. It's really wonderful my, thing to see a, a doctor and his dog together. No, I had these theories. Like when my when the, both, all my dogs were younger, I would let them, um, you know, cover your ears for this one, eat out of my mouth when they were babies. That way they would. They, what are they, you, a freaking, what are you, a penguin? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, that way they, they knew that they felt that I was their mother, not that their mother fed them that way. I think you're being at least 50% serious right now, which is a little I'm 100% serious. I'm 100% serious. Wow. You know? So it's, it's one of those things, don't do as I do, whatever, whatever, you know, like don't, don't lick, it's not the healthy thing. I would say just don't do that. Let your dog <laughs> lick out of your mouth. Um, but the other thing, you know what's great? Cause you got, you got, you got, ask, what's your dog's name is Astrid. Your vet's name is Astrid. Your dog's name is Ass, Ass Pen. Um, well, stop but, saying Ass Pen. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, but remember the the best thing is a dog's a little baby dog's dog breath that little that, that little skunky. I disagree. Breath. I disagree. That's oh, fine. I love little baby dog breath. Um, I, I'm I'm happy. Not, I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Isn't like it like a it's like a flower on the corsage? The baby dog's breath. No. I think that that might be the yeah. You you could you could probably patent that and and, and sell it. That's fine. Um no, I mean our dog is fine. Then we had her spayed. She was not very happy about that. Um, but I think she's forgiven us and, um, that's fine. But I guess, I mean, we, we had a nice stretch. We had in the past couple of weeks, we've done blueberry picking. We've done apple picking. We went to the beach. We went to New Hampshire. We did some hiking. Uh, we had some birthdays. So we're, we're riding a good wave here in the house and, and trying to crest that into the school year and get that going, you know, as smoothly as possible. I like uh, how if, you, I like how you just kind of segued in from Aspen's spaying right to blueberry, strawberry, Apple pickup. This is me. I'm trying to do on the positive, man. So despite the fact that the dog is spayed, like we've had nice, <laughs> just nice, poor Aspen. family time, right? Poor Aspen. But she, she did Aspen have the, did, he, did, did Aspen get the funnel? She has funnel. she has the funnel uh, as we speak. And what a great like what a great invention. That's what that was like. Brutal. That was like, like we should be wearing those, right? That would be our COVID protection funnels. Um, no. It's like the Handmaid's Tale, right? They wear the things around their head. I don't oh, know. oh, I've never seen that actually. Yeah, that's a, that's a little too dystopian and and close to close to home for me. So I'll stick with the Norwegian stuff for now, right? And maybe coming back to the to English stuff a little bit later. How does that sound? Please, I look forward I'll, to I'll that. Let you, I'll let you watch uh, losers and get and get lost in the, in the sad stories of people. That I mean, we wait if I, I, I saw something I know on that. Wait a minute. That's wait a minute. Live action. <laughs> um, what else? What else are you doing with Mr. Board of Health member? What, what kind of decisions you make in? Um, I haven't made a lot of decisions. We have a meeting coming up next week, and I, I, I don't know. I, I saw the agenda. Um, yeah. not too exciting, and, and just just what's out there. Where do you uh, stand on masks versus gators, Dave? This is a big open question for people. You know. Well, I mean, the party line is that gators. I mean, if they're just a single cloth um, uh, gator, it's not really protected. So I have to follow on that side. I do like the gators how they look. So if you could, they can make gators that have have thicker double layers, whatever, 
I'd be all in favor of that, but it's. So I, mean, I, the, I, I love the theater, and this makes me sad. Um, so I want I want to find some some. You know, it's it's pro- I guess it's protection. It's not a, it's not a fashion statement, Daniel. And I know you look good well, in the gator. It's always it's always about fashion for me, as you can tell from my. It, you are so unfashionable. Un- you look. You look like this, this this guy. This was the streetball player. He's got the you know he's got the. Get the, the the tank top on the basketball. You probably got the, the ratty basketball jersey because I'm in my in my room just hanging out, Dave. I'm sorry. Get the Dave, ratty. The get the here. ratty Air Jordan. You know. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Um. Oh, and, uh, and, and how's how's LPY? How's how are the ladies? How's Jillian and Lorraine and Jen doing yoga? What's the story? Good. I mean, the the indoor stuff I don't think is panning out very much when we we yeah. parted from there. The the outdoor stuff is going nicely. I don't, I don't think the numbers are huge. Yeah, They're doing outdoor under the um, sun protection where you and I did it out at the Bowman Elementary School. And that's nice. And people, I mean, the, people are doing it in person and still Zooming a lot. Um, I think people, yeah, so they're doing fine. I still think there's a long way to go to get people um, back to where they were. Uh, I think it's, it's going Have you done any yoga recently? Uh. No, no. Um, I'm I'm trying. You know, again, baseball's over, softball's over. We have some free evenings again. Trying to get back to normal once all the school reopening stuff gets put to bed. And you, then, are no, you are busy. You are busy. A fall without you know travel soccer practices and games is going to be really different. So I think we're gonna have a nice, um, you know, calmer, calmer fall and probably do some more is things. James but, is, is James running cross country? Absolutely. Yeah. So James and and Orin as well because they both beat the high school, which is very, very very nice for us. Um, my daughter was thinking about running cross country at the middle school, but it'll be intramural only, so no middle school travel sports. Um, but I mean, it still feels like school's far away, um, so we're gonna try to milk every last second of, uh, you know, family time that we can. And I don't figure- think it's interesting that as the summer ends, like he's always just, you know, when Labor Day comes upon us, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, summer's over. I don't feel, I don't, I'm not even thinking about school right now. I'm not even thinking about the end of summer. I almost feel like it's going to go on forever. You know, the fall is going to be right. Actually, I I feel like that's I have no relatable to me. You know, I'm just um, looking. At, I'm looking at weekends. I'm looking at. It's going to be very. There's nothing to. It's, yeah, it's like the summer's not going to end, and we're going to be in the winter. It's almost like when the when the when summer came. I don't know about you. My brain was almost was immediately thinking about now with the flu yeah. vaccine, the fall, and school, and yeah. it's almost like we never I never really experienced the summer except for the heat. And, uh, and I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. And now I'm not like I don't have this. I don't have this angst. Oh my goodness, the summer's over. I feel like it's it's actually we're gonna have a great a great fall because who knows what we you know like not we have all this time still. It's weird. Dave, Dave, that's what I'm talking about. That's where I want to be. I want to be talking about the things that make me happy. Fall makes me happy. Um, it's not going to be a Rosh Hashanah, which falls in the middle of the week, which interrupts everything. It'll be on a weekend, so there won't be that sort of disruption, although maybe people like that kind of disruption. Um, but I feel like there's there's going to be time this fall, I think. And I like time. Um, you know, we'll be home on Wednesdays together, I feel. Uh, we'll take advantage of that with some remote not you, Not you and me, you and your family. I'm, not me not, and you, but no, I'm, no, I'm happy to still a little distance here. And then, um, and then we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping to do some good New England stuff again. And you like time. Blueberry, strawberry, apple. Apples, pumpkins, pick carrots. Picking pumpkin like pie. Kid like pie. pie. You like all the kinds of pie. What accent is that? Is that the Down East? Ooh, no. <laughs> is it, 
That's how they say pie up in like Fort Kent. Yeah, you. Yeah, we, we do a one for one, not twenty for twenty. What's your favorite kind of pie? I guess you're not, I'm not a pie eater, but I'd probably go with apple. I don't like I don't like the custardy pies. Like the no, the best pie is strawberry rhubarb. Right, that's, well, that's that's pie. fair. That's very fair. That's a good we, pie. We say that our neighbor grows rhubarb. We get some of it. Oh, and the big news in our our garden is you know Dave because I know that you love Instagram. You see my garden pictures. We got a lot of stuff coming. We got kale, acorn, squash, tomatoes are coming in. So this our garden is giving us right now. So you're asking like, is it really worth it? This week is definitely worth Sorry. it. Sorry. I'm not Let's looking at. I actually, I actually flick right by the um, pictures of the garden squash. You are, squash. you are, you are insta. You are insta. You are. I'm not liking any of those Lizzie Lizzie busies uh, squash pictures. You're, you're, you're like anti-vegetable. I feel like it's really disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I signed it when I signed up for Instagram. I said I'm not going to like food pictures. I'm not going to like. I'm just, I'm gonna eat my Nutella sandwiches and I'm gonna say the vegetables suck and that's gonna be it. And that's gonna be Dave. There we go. <laughs> I like vegetables. Well, I, did, I mean, I did I did send you a food picture and I sent you a picture of a beautiful piece of broiled salmon which I made. So that was actually quite tasty. I'm gonna give myself a pat in the back. Oh yeah, I thought that was it was good. That was your second pat in the back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 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 usually a self promoter, but I'm gonna be I'll give myself this. You are not the two months eating. And the, uh, and, the, and the broiled salmon, which tasted delectable. Every, you're a two sleuth. Things, two things I did well last week. You're a sleuth self-promoter. Sly. <sighs> um, what else? So we got, we got Bureau coming on. There's rumors of some other colleagues of ours, including uh, Mr. Fullman. I think you want to get Mr. Fullman on the pod, I think. Is that what I heard? I didn't. Yeah, he'd be fun. I think, I think I heard about that. We heard about our friend Jenny B. Jenny Bouchard might want to come on. So. Yeah, we're not going to drop names anymore until we get them on. Let's just get B, DB uh, on. This is, called, this is called pressure. So if, if you're listening and you heard your name, that means it's time. So Dana Bureau is up next. It's going to happen this weekend at your house. Let's make it happen. Or virtually, Dana. But like, let's go. We got to make this. We got to make this one happen finally. Get some of the inside scoop and tell you about. I mean, Mike I'm, I'm, I'm heading. I'm heading up north this weekend. So of course you are. DB may be up there, but are you, going, you going lake or are you going mountain? Uh lake. Lake go. makes lake. good sense to me. Makes good sense. And uh, what? And how? And uh, how many? How many gellers? Uh, three or four? Just three. Just All right. three. All right. Just, yeah, Josh is at school. Hannah's. Hannah, my Hannah might go up to up up north where you were uh, for a little bit. We'll yep. see. Yep. Hopefully, she won't find any um, surprises. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, Dave. Last word. Anything else you want us to know about this week for you? No, I just um, it's all good. Like you, I, this weather makes me happy. Like you said, um, feeling good that we did this. We got this one. We're back on track. Um, post Bornstein hump. That's no reflection on his body shape. Um, Bornstein back in the UK, by the way. Probably. I know. Smart. I, we, we really, we really didn't go any. We didn't, we didn't were able to dive in to Elizabeth Cantor. And Elizabeth, was that, do, tell me, tell, someone who doesn't want attention is, is Elizabeth Cantor. She's not coming on the pod because I mean, <laughs> if anybody in the pod knows if anybody's still listening at this late hour um, or late minute, but what she does with TikTok, she is a busy, busy person. And I would just love to uh, to hear more about that, but she probably can't devote. I'm sure she would love to not talk about that. That's I don't know. So, um, and yourself, what's your week? What's the your rest of your week, DB? Uh, I mean, the hard part is over. We had we had a you know a flurry of activity for school and for some of our programs, and then taking some registrations, and then um, hopefully, I think by Friday, like I'll be ready for a peaceful, peaceful stretch. 
and then uh, just play the wait in the game until school starts. Um, we have another meeting next Tuesday for the school committee. I don't think it will be another uh, you know, two-day one. I think right now we know where we're going. And um, you know, I'm just looking forward to the, to, to the weather. And What's your favorite Avengers movie? Uh, I've seen exactly zero of them. Really? Yeah, zero. There's so many to see, Dave. I don't know if I really want to start right now, so I'm not out. No, I'm just 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 thinking. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. So so no thanks. And then what's your favorite, um, kind, of, what's your favorite kind of pie? Uh, strawberry rhubarb. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there we go. Triplets. Yeah. So you, you, I want to. We, we, Dave, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a multiple birth story next time, um, and then uh, and I'll I'll come with some more pie stories, and then we'll call it a day. All right. All right, Dave. So it's, we, are, we are at 59 minutes, 45 seconds. We'll get a 15-minute conclusion. So we'll hit, hit right at the hour mark. I want to say, as usual, thanks to Julie Manugian. Back from her vacation when she was down in Jersey for a little bit, working for Lex Media, our producer, Joey Friedman, who should, again, be on the pod. Probably not too busy making music. We, uh, should do, we, 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 we could get him done very easily, so let's get this. Right, so we'll get Joey on. Uh, we said your name. That means you're next on the pod, so you can't hide from us forever. Um, we'll see you virtually or on a lawn studio sometime soon. Dave, have a great week. We will talk again tomorrow morning, I'm sure. To our listeners, have a great night. We'll see you back here for episode 38. See you, Dan. See you later, my friend. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskel and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.